Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sharon Stevens. Today is Yom HaShoah, or Holocaust Remembrance Day. In St. Louis, Congregation Temple Israel and the Holocaust Museum and Learning Center are teaming up for a week of events that begins tonight at 7 with a concert reading of the play The Soap Myth. The playwright is Jeff Cohen, and it stars acclaimed television actor and seven-time Emmy Award winner Ed Asner. Asner is best known for his role as Lou Grant in the 70s and 80s on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and the spinoff series Lou Grant. More recently, he's been known for his work on the comedy film Elf and as the voice of Carl Fredrickson in the animated Pixar film Up. Both Ed Asner and playwright Jeff Cohen join me in the studio. Thank you both very much. Good afternoon to you. So glad you're here. Hi, Sharon. to you. It's great to, it's great to be here. Great. Um, and we're going to talk about the play in just a moment, uh, but uh, I'd like to... I can't uh, wait. <laughs> you can't wait. Okay. First, I'd just like to know, uh, Ed Asner, what is it that uh, keeps you acting? Why do you keep acting after such an accomplished career? Acting. Acting keeps you mm-hmm. acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if... The uh, the one horse share will fall apart uh, if you uh, let let it sit. So uh, we have to keep moving. Much as I hate the people who urge me to keep moving, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, there's merit in the information. Do you have a favorite uh, character or show or play? or movie that you've been associated with? No, everything I've done has been brilliant. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard, to, so hard. To, it's hard to, to pick from the different yeah, children which one's your favorite. That's right, right. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I would get protests if of course I you would. decided on I was one. Gonna, I was expecting you to say the soap myth with Jeff Cohen and you didn't say it. <laughs> now I'm very offended. What's the soap myth? <laughs> We're going to find out uh, in just a second here. Um, Lou Grant, was that your favorite character? It was my favorite character, not necessarily because of the acting, because you get into a rut kind of uh, doing the same character week in, week out, and repeating it and repeating it, and and being uh, the gloomy Gus that... Uh, people take you for, uh, but because of the issues involved. Um, I had no idea that Mary Tyler Moore was a pioneering show, but I'll take people's word for it. Uh, Lou Grant certainly was. It was the only show for those five years we were on that really um, dealt with the problems. and. Uh, uh, I think it was missed when it was canceled. Like what? I think it was missed when it was canceled. No, I mean, you were talking about the problem. No, no. The, the, the issues. Show. What, yes. what kind of issues? What? What kind of issues were you guys The issues of the day. With? Housing, poverty, racial. Vietnam vets. You name it. Um... It was an important show, Ed. Yeah. All hot-button issues there. <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on to the soap myth now. What's sure. it all about, Jeff? 
the soap myth is a um, is a a play that deals with various issues in and around the historical event of the Holocaust. Um, Ed Asner uh, portrays a Holocaust survivor named uh, Milton Saltzman, who is on a crusade about the Nazi atrocity of soap. Did the Nazis make soap from the corpses of murdered Jews? Did they? That's the central issue of the play. Survivors like Milton Saltzman are adamantly that they did, but historians can't find the right kind of documentary evidence to prove it conclusively. So that's the sort of the genesis starting point of the play. And then the play deals with other issues which are actually much more important and more relevant than whether they made soap. Issues of Holocaust denial. There's a Holocaust denier that makes an appearance in the play that's quite toxic, but she's also quite pleasant and charming. And there is with Milton Saltzman the issue that I think is very, very important, which is how does a survivor survive surviving? Um, the survivors of the Holocaust are dying off, and soon they'll be gone. And it's important for all of us to keep their memory and the memory of the Holocaust alive. Difficult subject matter regarding the Holocaust. Why tell the story this way? Because I'm a playwright. Um, I was approached by a gentleman uh, with a magazine article who was a survivor. I met him only one time, and he's the model for Ed's character. His name was Morris Spitzer. Um, and he gave me this article, and as a playwright, I was trying to figure out a way to turn it into a dramatic piece, and it, it took me a number of years to do it. Um, I also think that there's a power of to theater that's very, very important, including the live aspect. One of the things I like to say is that as the survivors are dying off, there's an immortality to the theater. So when an actor like Ed Asner plays the role of Milton Saltzman, for that 90 minutes, that person, that character is alive. Five years from now, 10 years from now, 500 years from now, when an actor plays that role, for 90 minutes, he's still alive. And he won't let the world forget what happened to him. And I think that's powerful. How did you come to take this role, uh, Ed Asner? Because it's a beautiful play. It, it really is. And I, I felt very... You know, Right for it. Absolutely right for it. Why? Well, same age. Uh, I, I'm a, almost exactly the same age. Uh, and I come from the generation that, uh, that the play is about. Um, the, uh, uh, it seems like I'll be, I'll be 90 in November, and it seems like everything that's happened to me uh, in that 90 years serves as a feeder for what I need to play the character. Uh, one of the reasons why Ed is so wonderful for this character is I wrote the character to be cantankerous, loud, 
So why did you choose me? <laughs> because you're such a good actor, even mm. though you're so mild-mannered in real mm. life. Mm. And someone who refuses to be put in a corner and told, shut up. Ed Asner, for his entire career, has been a man who, when he sees something is wrong, he's not afraid to stand up and say, that is wrong. And my character, Milton Saltzman, is exactly the same way. It could not be a more perfect fit. Okay. We are talking with acclaimed television actor and seven-time Emmy Award winner actor Ed Asner and playwright Jeff Cohen. Uh, how do people respond to um, your character, Ed, the audience? I haven't noted any individual response necessarily, but they... they there seems to be a little awe, that, that, uh, or veneration, let us say, at the antiquity of the character and what he went through. They cannot challenge him, so they stand in respect of him. So not necessarily a like or dislike, mm. just, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Ed's got a different perspective than I do, because I see how the audience at first is a little taken aback by this incredibly loud, angry man. But by the end of the play, they're weeping for him. And a great measure of that is the, the brilliance of Ed, Ed's acting. Um, and he won't exactly tell you that. You wanted it? Is that how you wanted that's, it to go? It's, it's the dream of every playwright, to be able um, to see an audience moved in the way that Ed moves them. Yes. Well, I can remember quite well the one or two pages in Life or Look magazine, I can't remember which one it was, which covered the the soap aspect Mm -hmm. of the Nazi atrocities. I remember it well. Okay. So you put that into your performance. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, Let's talk about the event tonight, it's, it's described as a concert reading. What, what does it mean? So it's very simple. Um, what we decided to do, and no offense to Ed, but at 90 years old, his ability to remember lines in a script is not what it once was. So we decided that rather than make his performance about what's my next line, that we'd simply allow him to have a script so that he could embody the character without having to remember the lines. And it turned out to be a very, very powerful way of presenting the play. It's just chairs, music stands. He's supported by three brilliant actors, some of the best actors in the world, all Broadway actors. And they sit, and it's it's staged by my director, Pam Berlin, in a simple way. And the audience gets to use their imagination and gets sucked in. And by the end of it, they feel as though they've seen a fully realized production with lights and sets, and, and it, it, it transforms them in a way. And it, it's, it's the power of the communication between actor, spoken word, and audience that is at the center of what theater is about. It could and be a I've, trend. I've, uh, um, I'm, I'm doing two other pieces this year, <clears throat> which... Um, uh, require my reading the script, and I would I would uh, say to you it's come as a surprise to me that 
of readings, staged readings such as we are doing uh, can be and are as effective as if you were looking at a full-length play. Uh, I, I think the audience would agree vehemently with Absolutely. that assessment. 100%. So you can see this possibly being done with other productions. Sure. That's I mean, if it, the play is good. Yeah. At, at, at some point, we hope that that, because the, the whole idea is to engender a conversation about this massive blight on humanity. Um, the Nazis demonstrated conclusively that it's possible to exterminate an entire group of people. But they and, didn't. And well, they, they, they weren't, they didn't win the war. Yeah, they didn't take over the war. But since then, other strongmen, Milosevic, Radovich, uh, other genocides in Africa have all used what the Nazis did as a blueprint. So the Nazis have actually left a pretty horrific legacy that others are following. Earlier, um, Ed, you talked about various television shows and how, you know, they would address things. What are some of the current issues that you see television addressing now? Well, education is always a black hole in terms of America. We, we always are propping up our education system and, or, or indebting our college-age youth with massive debts that they have to look at for the rest of their lives. So we've got to uh, rearrange this. Uh, uh, much money is spent on, on uh, the military, on uh, our incursions into foreign lands that we should have shut up and stayed home and let it heal itself. Um, and, you know, I'm, I've always been an interventionist, but I think America has used it for its own purposes, not necessarily for benevolence. So there's that. There's there's the uh, ever-growing chasm between the one percenters and the ninety-nine percenters, and that has to be solved in this country, or it'll lead us into a revolution eventually. And I fear what kind of revolution. Um, I think the racial. Uh, differences have been dealt with so, uh, enough so that even though there will always be a problem, uh, they certainly improved. Um, I don't know. What do you got? <laughs> I think that we have uh, we have a lot of tribalism in this country. I think there's a rise of anti-Semitism, a rise of bigotry, a rise of white nationalism, and I think that. We as Americans and we as human beings need to make choices, and we and need you see to. Television dealing with these issues. I think television should deal with it. I think that um, people should demand that it be dealt with, but television is simply a medium. It's really about human beings, and I think human beings need to make choices to their better natures, and their better angels, and should and should not make choices about greed and avarice 
and um, and and the and and, and sinfulness. I think a prime uh, a prime subject for TV would be dealing with the um, massacre in it was Australia, wasn't it? Of uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Zealand. Yep. Uh, of the at the um, or the or the or the the mass murder in Pittsburgh, where we're going yeah. in a few days to perform the play, okay. um, or the mass the, um, the the killing in uh, California uh, this past weekend, right. um, you know, by a 19-year-old kid uh, who has an assault rifle, and this idea that you know if if. If you allow people to have assault rifles and they're mentally ill, they will go and kill people. So let's remove the assault rifles. We'll continue this discussion in a moment. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but we have some breaking news that we've got to get on. The U.S. Attorney's Office has announced that former St. Louis County Executive Steve Stanger will plead guilty in federal court tomorrow morning. He was indicted on Monday for bribery, mail fraud, and theft of honest services. It's not clear which charges he will plead guilty to. The charges surround him, surrounding him uh, are granting county contracts to political donors. We'll have more on this developing story this afternoon. Now, back to Ed Asner and Jeff Cohen. Uh, and a concert reading of the soap myth is tonight at 7. Jeff, what do you want people to come away with? Honestly, I want them to come away uh, with the knowledge that we as human beings are capable of the worst kind of behavior. But a man like Milton Saltzman, as embodied by Ed Asner, um, also shows the flip side of that. We're, we're capable of heroic behavior. We're capable of looking for justice, and we're capable of, um, of better things. And we engage in a dialogue after every performance. We have a Q&A and a talkback. And I really, and I, I tell everybody that, um, that it lies within us. And it, it should be something that galvanizes everyone. If you're against anti-Semitism, if you stand up against the Holocaust, but you don't stand up against Islamophobia, you don't stand up against uh, racial strife and conflict, you don't stand up against the immigration policies of this administration, and you hope that, well, they're going after the other people. Maybe they won't come after us this time. They will come after us because it's all the same thing. And you have to stand up for hatred wherever it is. That's what I hope they take away. A gentleman who was here before uh, our interview, I, he looked like he was probably a veteran of Manzanar, was he? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not familiar with who you're talking about. There was a Japanese gentleman in here. And and you wanted to know what? If he was... Uh, was he not interned by as a Japanese during the... Do not know. Oh. Do not know. Sorry. <laughs> do you... Do you uh, let me ask you, Ed. Um, is the character of Milton one that's going to stay with you? Or as with your other characters, I mean... You're finished. He's mine. He's, he's yours. That's true. I wouldn't dare replace Ed Asner in this role. He'd come yeah. in and shoot me. Hey, yeah, 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 Just, just to give you an answer here, the the gentleman you're talking about, uh, who's sitting right where Jeff is sitting now, Harold Laws, 
Chinese. Always Chinese. Yes. Uh huh. So just wanted to correct that. Put that Thank up you. there. Um, we've got a caller on the line, um, Chris in Manchester. Hi, Chris. Hi. I'm so glad to speak to Ed Asner directly and tell him that they forgot to mention that he was the voice of God in conversations with God, mm. and so was Ellen Burstyn mm -hmm. uh, over 20 years ago. And just like today, that Ed is continuing to be the epitome of arts and theater in changing people's <laughs> minds and hearts, he changed our life by being the voice of God and brought new thought to us uh, in a very difficult time, and I, I just wanted to thank him profusely for all of his work, because whenever we see Ed Asner's name, we know we can trust the content, and it's going to be good no matter what. Oh, that's very, very sweet of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, uh, you know, and just as I love what I'm doing now with uh, uh, the soap myth, uh, I. I loved doing that God because yeah. he spoke common sense. And uh, you don't nail God speaking common sense that often, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <coughs> Thank you so much for your work. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you very much for calling, uh, Chris. Ed, you've had so many roles and there's another one. <laughs> um, what do you find challenging about acting? Uh, it's a springboard to new sensations, new thoughts, new contact with people, my coworkers. It's, everything's new and uh, a change of experience, a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> even though you're repeating the role maybe night after night or oh, yeah. week after week, that sort of thing. And you keep trying to make it better. Mm -hmm. Could and Lou Grant have been better? Could Lou Grant have been better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a better actor now than I was then. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think there are others <laughs> who would say that was just so terrific, uh, oh, such a, a, a great role. I think the other thing is we want to get back to the play. Does it um, uh, benefit anyone in terms of, you know, is it a fundraiser? Uh, uh, so we're just this sort of itinerant troupe of actors that, that sort of travel where people will have us. Um, I know that uh, in St. Louis this is being sponsored by um, Holocaust Memorial Museum. Mm -hmm. I know it's being sponsored by the Jewish Federation. I know it's being sponsored by the temple, the congregation. Um, uh, and, and I hope that they use it for fundraising. I hope that they use it for educational outreach. One of the beautiful things, while we're performing tonight in the temple, tomorrow we're doing a matinee and I'm told 600 school kids gonna are going to come oh, and watch the play. I want to thank Ed Asner and Jeff Cohen for joining me today. Thank you all for being here. There's a concert reading of the soap myth tonight at 7. We have details on our website. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you both. This is St. Louis on the Air, St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 K
KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.